everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. As you can see, um, the the new studio at my new place. It is uh, it's a work in progress. I set it up uh, at least enough to be functional for today's game. Uh, however. As you can see, uh, there's still more work that needs to be done. Uh, I will be working on it this week, and hopefully we will have uh, a little bit better of a setup than me directly in your face in this uh, in this empty uh, in this empty cave. And it won't sound nearly as hollow when I'm done. Hopefully, uh, geez, yeah, I don't love this, but we will get through it. Uh, let's just get into it. <sighs> yeah, I mean. Uh, I said it at the time, I believe, that game, that Pittsburgh game, was a nice consolation prize. It was, um, I mean, really both of the last two Pittsburgh games, the comebacks and the in the outdoor game, and then uh, on Sunday, those were um, those were the Stanley Cup for this team. It's, uh, it's just, I, it's over. It, it was over after the losses to Washington and Toronto. Uh, this one pretty much seals it with them chasing the Habs and uh, losing in regulation tonight, picking up no points, uh, Montreal picking up two. They made it more interesting than they should have. Uh, I'll give them that. They definitely, um, uh, they definitely came in and fought when uh, – came back and fought in a season that uh, was, was wasted, really, in the first two to three months of the year, October, November. Um, December, just just awful hockey. They finally parted ways with Dave Haxtell, and good things began to happen. Of course, we saw the emergence of Carter Hart. Hart stopped. Uh, what was it? What did he? What did he get tonight? Uh, Thirty-three of thirty-five uh, for a nine-forty-three save percentage in fifty-eight minutes and twenty-one seconds. Uh, this is, if nothing else, we got the emergence of Carter Hart, but we got more than that. We found out that the Sean Couturier of last year was not a uh, was not a fluky aberration season. He is a point a game player. He is a thirty goal scorer. He got the thirty again. That's great. We're seeing Travis Sanheim. Um, you know, he's maybe not as good as he was um, in the last couple weeks, really, in these last few games. But that's what I wanted this whole time was to see the ups and downs of Travis Sanheim and work through them so he can hit the ground running next season, as he should have this season, if not for Dave Haxtell, um, I don't know, just not having the best interests of the franchise at heart and deciding Brandon Manning needed to play over Travis Sanheim. But no need to rehash all that. We know. We know. Um, but Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, Phil Myers, who's out sick tonight. I believe Moran was sick, sick as well. I'm already seeing um, – I'm already seeing some why wasn't Moran playing and all that. Apparently, he was out ill tonight as well. Um, kind of, I think Charlie tweeted it. Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, maybe you've heard him on BSH Radio, which we record every Wednesday live at 545 from the Wildfire Studios. You should absolutely join us right here on Facebook for that tomorrow at 545. And, of course, it's always up on our podcast feed. Hey. Subscribe to the podcast feed, broadcast, broadcast, broad street hockey, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, I think Charlie tweeted it best tonight, uh, especially through the first two periods. I don't think the Flyers were playing poorly. 
but they just didn't have that little extra it. They just didn't have that little bit of, uh, we're getting this game. This one's ours. They just didn't. I don't know, man. I just think that that Pittsburgh game was it. I think that was the last hoorah of 2018-19. Um, and hey, if it is, if it was, it was. Uh, let's drop some games now and, and get a better draft pick. I'm kidding. I don't care at all about the draft pick. I don't care at all about the draft pick. Um, whatever. This year was never about a draft pick to me. Uh, yes, when they are in last place, obviously, I was like, all right, let's just do this. But I wanted to see some meaningful hockey this year, and I, I, I saw it for, you know, way shorter than I hoped to. Uh, but that's that's tonight's game, really, and that's uh, that's this season. So let's get to your stuff. Plus one for the Stone Pony shirt, ECFU, hell yeah. Um, I want the coach gone. Curious, that's the first thing I wanted to look up. Thank you for reminding me. The players who were on the ice when they allowed the empty net goal, I believe I will find it in event summary. Nope. Event summary, game summary. I never click the right one first. Whichever one I'm looking for, I click the other one. It's it's just one of those things, I guess. Um, all right. Let me vamp here while I click the game summary. Who was on the ice for the Flyers when they gave up the uh, empty netter? Here we go. It was Gudis. Provorov, TK, Patrick, Limblom, and JVR. All right, so not as uh, not as bad as I thought. Although having Gudis out there is curious to say the least. Um, but I thought that was a very odd coaching decision, having the um, having you know the guys you want out there at the net empty on the ice the shift before the net's empty, and then uh, coming out with that kind of line. Um, you know, for the for the extra attacker, at least the first shift with the extra attacker. I get you. You need to, really, because you want to win it in regulation. And you're hoping by giving them a sixth guy, um, those guys can hold it down. I have no idea why you go with uh, why you go with Gudis in that situation. That seems a bit odd. Um, but it's just odd coaching decision there. Um, I don't hate Scott Gordon, uh, like I keep saying. If he gets the job because Quenville turns it down and then they have a big interview process and he ends up um, and he ends up being the coach, I won't hate it. But I do think that there are better options out there, or at least they need to look to see if there are better options. If there aren't, there aren't. If he's the best guy for the job after a big interview process, that could absolutely be possible. However, um, man, yeah, uh, that was weird, right? Hey, that bothered me. That one bothered me. A lot of Moran time stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I want to see Sam Moran play. I've said it a hundred times. Uh, tonight he was sick. Apparently he was out sick as well as Phil Myers, and uh, neither of them were available, so we get Andrew McDonald in the lineup. Hart played well. Yeah, they, they, he did. He did play well. Um, a lot of traffic on that Weber goal. Um, you know, he gave up two. You should win when you give up two. Um, it's tough with Carey Price at the other end. Your team really didn't generate much for the first two periods. How many shots did they have through two periods? Let me give that a look here if this ever loads. Uh, good thing is it looks like my Wi-Fi is at least reaching down here, so that's cool. Uh, they had 16 shots in the second, so I can't 
Yeah, 24 through two periods. I guess that's not too bad, but uh, outshot 36-33 on the game. Eh, all right. Uh, not too bad. Not as bad as I thought. I just think uh, they just didn't generate nearly enough in the first two periods. Um, yeah. It's amazing that Price can be so good yet so careless with the puck. Uh, he just plays it a lot. I think he just handles the puck a lot. I mean, he he shut down a lot of Flyers dumping attempts, a lot of their uh, a lot of their dumping chases. He he stopped and sent the other way. Uh, he had some turnovers. I just think he plays the puck a lot. He reads it coming around well and uh, and stops a lot of dumping attempts from you know getting to getting to the guy crashing down the far side or uh, anything like that. Um, he can absolutely turn it over a ton, though. That is That does happen. But I think he just plays it more than the average goalie from what I've seen out of him. They don't seem to be able to get up for the must-win games. Oh, well, they beat the Pens in the stadiums. It's just, I can't say that because they've been winning nonstop since, like, since January 14th or something. Like, at a certain point, you can't play must-win games for, for two, three months. They're just – you can't have it going every single night. And I've said time and time again – on nights like tonight, I'd love to be able to just come in here and be like, ah, well, they didn't have it tonight. I bet you they get it right back going next game. But when you dig yourself into the hole that you dug yourself into uh, in the first couple of months of this season, you can't afford nights like tonight where it's like, eh, yeah, they just didn't have it. Um, but that's that's what happens, and that's where they are, and that's why the season is effectively over. Hey, Bill, what number draft pick do you think we'll have before the lottery? Can lightning strike twice in three years and we move up to the top? I'm sure it'll be a, a low teens, 13, 14, whatever. Um, I, if they move up again, that would be absolutely freaking ridiculous. Uh, I'm not going to say it can't happen because crazy shit happens all the time, but uh, their odds are real low, and it was a miracle the first time when they ended up with Nolan Patrick, so I'm not worried about it. I expect them to add an impact player or two, uh, whether it be through free agency or a trade this summer, and go from there. I, I, I Listen, I would love Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Don't get me wrong, but I just I, – I can't get fired up about 18-year-olds anymore, man. How, long, how many of these guys have we counted on? And it's like, oh, yeah, well, actually, they're four years away. Like, and some of these guys come right in, and they're great. And some guys come right in, and they're slow to develop, but they can do some things well, like Sean Couturier – um, very well in his case, uh, but I, I want a couple of established players, at least one or two, uh, to come in and be difference makers in the top six or a, uh, you know, a top four defenseman. They never, ever win big games. They just won one on Sunday. Uh, now that the playoffs are almost an afterthought, do we finally see Talbot get some ice time? Yeah, uh, Gordon has mentioned that with he and Moran that I don't know if I don't know if the exact quote was when they're finally mathematically eliminated, or if when it's like okay, yeah, it's over. But and as it gets more out of reach, you would expect um, to see the guys who weren't getting regular time because they're in a quote-unquote playoff race. Uh, I don't know if Gordon will wait for it to be mathematically over, but I would hope not. I would hope that he. Uh, I would hope that he sees. Okay. Yep. That's just about it. Bill, now that we know the young players are fairly good, can they tank the rest of the games for the better draft position? I mean, I still don't know that. They only played 
they only played well for half the season. I just want to see these guys keep doing it. I, I, what's the point of these draft picks? What, why do we want more young guys that we have to wait on? It's not happening. They're not getting Connor McDavid. They're not getting Mitch Marner. I'm done waiting for draft picks. I want established players. Let's go out and spend some money this offseason. Let's make some trades. Let's be good right now. It's been long enough. Fuck draft picks. Fuck them. Why do people always talk about effort? It's nothing more than a cheap Mikey Miss cop out and cop out analysis. It's almost never about effort. Uh, there are, I mean, you can see times when one team is working harder than another. Like, it happens. And sometimes a team just doesn't have it. I don't think the Flyers didn't put forth effort tonight, though. I will say it's overanalyzed because a lot of people just don't want to be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, they couldn't slow them up through the neutral zone, so they gave up a bunch of odd man. Like, people just zone out on that shit, and a lot of people just don't watch sports, any sport in that way, let alone hockey, which very few people can can even talk about on an X's and O's level. Um, so you get that kind of stuff, and I understand it. It's just easier to yell about effort than say, hey, man, we got four defensemen under 21 years old, so probably not going to win that much. And to their credit, they've won a lot more than I expected them to in this stretch. How is G not on the ice when they pull Hart? I found that very curious as well. Uh, I was uh, very surprised about that. And no G... No Couturier, no Voracek, just not one guy who's kind of like a general, kind of the um, the primary puck handler. I, I found that strange. However, I, they needed two, so it was going to take more than one shift with the net empty. You want to try to at least win in regulation. I guess if you tie it up, you don't leave the net empty, but it's a thought because you're chasing this team. You don't want to give them a loser point. Um I didn't like the decision. It's curious. I guess there are reasons for it, uh, but me personally, no, I I didn't love it. What moves need to get done this offseason for you to be excited about next season? Uh, I mean, my primary priority, my number one priority this season, if I'm running, if I'm Chuck Fletcher, if I'm the general manager of the team, I am targeting a 2C. Um, I want someone who can come in in the top six right away and anchor a line and create the depth that we need down the middle to make use of all these wingers that we have. Um, <clears throat> JVR needs a center. Like guy, a guy like JVR needs a center. TK needs a center. These all we have all these playmaking wingers, all these really dynamic wingers that their skill sets need a center. It's just they're maybe not primary play drivers. They're not guys who get you out of the defensive zone, through the neutral zone, and on into the offensive zone. So you need someone to get them where they need to be so they can use their offensive talent, their extraordinary offensive talent, the two guys' names I've mentioned uh, in TK and uh, and JVR. Um, To get the most out of them, I think they need one more center. So that's my primary priority. if they bring in a Panarin or another uh, really good winger, that would be awesome. If they bring in a top four defenseman, that would be awesome. But um, I'm kind of cool going with what they have. If they if they really stack the offense, as I'm saying, I want at least one, if not two, uh, guys who can play. All right, what I want is a two C and a uh, and a right winger for the third line. Those are, I guess, the uh, the the holes I'm looking to fill. I realize. Um, 
one of those might be Morgan Frost, but I'm not counting on Morgan Frost to make the team. It's time to compete next year. Morgan Frost can come up and contribute and take someone's job or play an awesome fourth-line role or whatever the hell uh, is available for him to come in and step in and make a difference. That would be great, but I'm just not counting on, on a Morgan Frost or an Isaac Ratcliffe or a Wade Allison or any of those guys to come in right away and do something. I just can't. We haven't had it. How many guys have come in and have come in right away and made a difference? Because I can't think of many. I mean, Sean Couturier was excellent for a three C, um, you know, in his rookie year. But outside of that, like you know, these guys need AHL time probably. Bill thoughts on the Mike Babcock situation, and will the Leafs be a threat in the Q race, or will they just promote Sheldon Keefe if they fire Babcock? Um, I would be astounded if they fired Mike Babcock, but uh, I I would want Mike Babcock if they're going to fire Mike Babcock, to be totally honest with you. I'm too much into a drunken state to even say much. Good luck on the, good luck on the golf course, boys. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many of these guys even play golf anymore. I think they're all kind of Fortnite guys. <laughs> you like that reference? Game was a blow to my confidence in Scott Gordon. We had the same problems against his team tonight as we did the last time we played them. Speaks to the level of preparedness. Very much seemed like they were winging it without any real game plan to counteract what they had been working. Uh, what had to counteract what had been working against us? Uh, yeah. I just wonder how much of it is matchups. I mean, they gave up two goals. The shots were fairly even. Uh, you don't like to give up thirty six, but I. It won for one in the power play, not a ton of penalties either way. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's like Montreal thoroughly outplayed the Flyers or anything. I just think the Flyers couldn't find that extra gear tonight. And that's just because some nights you don't have it. And when you're in must-win games from January on, eventually you lose some of them, and that's what happened tonight. Hey, Bill, do you expect the Isles to goon it up on Saturday? Uh no, is it Tyrell Goldborn time? Uh, I don't know why they would. Like, I, it doesn't make – they're first – are they still first in the in the division? Like, what would be the point of that? If they do, it would be the dumbest damn th- – like, yeah, sure, let's goon it up. Guess what? Okay, so they're tied uh, in points with Washington, but – same number uh one more game played so same number so they're in second by the uh by like half of a game uh behind Washington I would be very surprised if they did like you're about to maybe make a playoff run and you're going to what risk getting into a stupid fucking brawl with a team that's going to miss the playoffs like all right Radko Gudis cross checked the Matt Barzell's head your playoffs are over. Like I, 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 that would be the dumbest damn thing I could I could imagine. The difference tonight: the Habs have Julian, an established NHL coach. We don't. Um, all right, I'll I'll give you that. Yes, when it's Scott Gordon against Claude Julian, um, he's probably getting out coached because Claude Julian's a very good coach. He out coaches most of the coaches in the league, I would say. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um. If you're gonna if you're gonna give it to that, I'll I'll play along and say, yeah, obviously, you know, Julian better coach than Gordon. Also, who gets the Barry Ashby Award for best D man? Radko? 
Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, Radko's been the most consistent all season. Um, you know, Provorov's been playing the big minutes all year, though. <sighs> Sandheim has put up some freaking points, man. Uh, I was looking at his point total the other night, and it even surprised me. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go uh, to see it go to Travis Sandheim, but yeah, Gudis has kind of been the rock all year, and they, I, I, I would, I gotta guess the money's on Radko. I gotta say he's the favorite. So Duchesne, man, I hate that dude. Uh, Duchesne's on my list. I would like Duchesne as the two C. Depends on money. Uh, if he's looking to get paid like a uh, like an all star one first line center, uh, I just I, I can't go that way. Um, there's other needs. Um, I think a Kevin Hayes is on the list. Uh, if you're gonna spend the Duchesne kind of money, shit, man, trade for Tyler Sagan. Like that's what. Why not? Um, or, or something like that. Um, I I I I want. Duchesne would be fine for the role I'm looking to fill, if not for the fact that I think he's going to get more money than I'm looking to allocate for him. Uh, if it's someone better than him, I'd spend that money. But I just think he's going to get um, he's going to get more than I'm willing to give him. Should we go for Panarin or Duchesne this off season? <sighs> Man, I want the center, but Panarin's just a better player, you know. Um, I'd be happy with either. Don't get me wrong. Uh, if they go get Panarin, I, pff, I'll be happy. Don't don't. I will be very very happy with Artemi Panarin, um, and just because he's like the top forward, um, I'd be cool with them. Even though my I'd be cool with Panarin being the number one target, even though my number one priority is a center. Is looking at Joe Pavelski not a thing, or is SJ a lock to sign him? Man, San Jose kind of keeps their guys, um, and I just can't imagine anyone really leaving that situation that he's in. Uh, he's going to be 35 10 days after he signs, if he signs on July 1st. I'm not crazy about going and getting a 35-year-old. Now, Joe Pavelski's still great, uh, but if he leaves, I would think he would leave because it's for um, one, like, you know, multi-year overpay or something, and um, – I don't hate it in theory because Pavelski's still a damn good player, but I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money on a 35-year-old. Thanks for the post-games, Bill. I know you don't want to cheer for anyone other than the Flyers, but who are you excited to watch in the postseason? I always pick my teams, um, you know, just – you got to root for someone in the playoffs just to make the games interesting. Uh, I would like to see Tampa get there. I don't know if I'm rooting for them to win. But uh, I would absolutely like to see them get through the East just because the, the year, I mean, my God, with what do they have? Nine games left. They're at 116 points. They have a plus 96 goal dif differential. Um, Jesus. And I think San Jose is my Western team this year. I think San Jose is the team I'm really rooting for. Uh, I, you all know I love Eric Carlson. I can't believe I'm rooting for San Jose. Uh, Frankie, I know you're listening. I Ugh. He's been my buddy Frankie, his his West Coast, his his Western Conference team, uh, our whole lives has been the Sharks since we were uh, since they were an expansion franchise as far as like since we were little kids. Um I think I, you all know I'm crazy for Carlson and they just have a good fun team with a good mix of the vets and young guys. Uh hurdles a ton of fun to watch. So if I can get 
if I can get seven games of, uh, of Tampa San Jose, man, I, I couldn't ask for anything else. They have room for more than one signing. Uh, Hayes might be a nice alternative, uh, nice alternative to Deshane. Yeah, they have room for more than one signing. I don't know if they have room for like Duchesne and Panarin or something like that. Um, you still have to allocate money and make sure you have money uh, going into the future for uh, for all the guys you're going to have to resign and stuff. And I realize I just said. You know, I'm done waiting on uh, waiting on young kids and everything, but it, you, you still have to account for it. Um, and when you get into these free agent deals, you're talking five, six, seven years um, for these guys. So it's it's their long term commitments. Um, I don't know if they have the money to get two top of the line free agents. I think they can get like a a, a one and a two, you know, but maybe not two ones. If that makes sense. If you had to choose between Babcock or Quenville, who do you want deep down? Um, Quenville, just because I know a little bit more. I'm just biased to Quenville. Um, I liked watching those Chicago teams a whole lot. I'm just kind of biased to um, to some some of the things he does, uh, X's and O's wise. What should I expect or should keep an eye on uh, as I see the Flyers next week versus the Leafs or Rangers? Uh, just just watch the young kids and enjoy, you know, Sean Couturier being in his prime. Enjoy Claude Giroux being back to who he was. Just, man, just watch for what's coming. Bring Moran in for the Isles game to keep things under control. <laughs> I don't think that that would keep things under control. I'm pretty sure that would escalate the situation. And uh, it's absolutely hilarious that there's any situation from the Isles perspective, considering they took like three runs at Jake and no one could bounce. Like guys just kept bouncing off of them. Uh, I'd be shocked if really much of anything happens in that game. We need some right now moves. Hex- Hexy gave us the eventually. We need some now. G is aging. Jake is declining towards overpayment. He's not. <laughs> Jake is. Jake just last year had the best statistical season of his life. Coots is in his prime. TK is hitting his stride. Stars will never perfectly align, but if we want to take a shot with this lineup, it's buy time. If not, sell and start over. Sell and start over is not an option. I agree it's buy time. Uh, But look at, like I just said, with the Sharks. Look at what they have going on with Thornton and Pavelski and some of these guys in their mid to late 30s as a new wave comes in and they also have some prime age guys, like they have a mix and that's what the flyers are going to have. I absolutely agree that um, they need to buy and they need to compete. And it, it's like next season, they need to be first or second in the metropolitan division. They need to challenge for the division title. They need to have home ice in the first round. Those are all absolutely necessary things to take a step forward next year. I'm just saying, I think the window might be a little bit more opened than uh, than we're giving them credit for. Whoever the new coach is, I hope the first thing they focus on, the first things they focus on, are mo- taking care of the puck and move it again, moving it out of our own zone. This has been a problem for the Flyers for too long. Um, yeah, absolutely. The the breakout to me is the most important thing in hockey. There's you can't do anything if you can't break out of your own zone. All you're doing is the, the other team is playing offense. You can't score if they have the puck. Breaking out of your own zone is the most important thing in hockey. Get it out. Get it through the neutral zone. Get on offense and set up these really good offensive players. Um, it, I saw, honestly, 
TK do something tonight, and I just was like, yes. He he made a cross-ice pass on the breakout, but he, he, he accepted the pass from a defenseman. He's on the right wing boards. He accepts the pass from a defenseman. He gets his head up. He stick handles a second. He looks. He sees a guy across the ice, and there's no one with there's no one in the vicinity to be able to pick it off from either side. And he gets it across for the easy breakout. And I was just like, "All right, Travis. All right." And he he does well sometimes, but a lot of times I'm like, "Shit, dude, what are you thinking with that puck, man?" Um, uh, but it was. It was just good to see uh, the breakout as a whole needs to be improved, and I think it will as one Gossip Bear and Provorov get back to what they should be as Sanheim continues to develop, as Myers gets more and more experience. I mean, there's there's a top four of – maybe they're not all going to play in the top four, but there's your four guys right there who can all move the puck. So I think that the breakout will improve just with those guys – playing their games next year. Uh, but we got to get there first. Absolutely. Bill, would you go after Kopitar? I'd absolutely go after Anjay Kopitar. Um, if he's available, there's very little I wouldn't give up for Kopitar. How old is Kopitar now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, he'll play next year at 32. What kind of years he having? I haven't watched much of the Kings this year. Uh, 51 points in 71 games. He doesn't have a whole lot to work with there, but, man, for a guy who's won two of the last three Selkies, he got the Hart nomination over, you know, Giroux last year, finished third, but uh, that's – it's his worst – he had 52 points the year before in 76 games. I definitely look at Kopitar, but, mm, yeah, he's – how available is he, I wonder. You know, let's scroll down, see some of the newer comments, trying to catch up here. Also, 3C next year, we should make a run at Kadri. Played with JVR in the past, and Toronto needs space from Marner, Cap, uh, Johnson. I like Kadri, but uh, eh. I I just want someone a little bit more dynamic. I want a 2C. That's the thing, is I want to bump Nolan Patrick down. And if Nolan Patrick produces at a level that he ends up getting more ice time, that's a great problem to have. But I'm not saying that Nolan Patrick is just going to give you nothing for the first half of every season for the rest of his career. That's unlikely. You know, it's unlikely. However, however, um, I think it's time to win the division next year. Therefore, with 100% of the proof, with 100% of the evidence of Nolan Patrick's career being he gives you absolutely nothing in the first half of the season, they can't start like this again. So I want to go out and get somebody. I'm going to get somebody who can play that 2C role, play up in the lineup. And if Patrick turns into the number one pick we thought he was going to be and he's a borderline 1C, shit, man, awesome. We have an all-star team. That's great. But I'm not depending on it. I'm just not depending on it. Trade Coots and first rounder for Hughes. Why would someone take that trade? It's not happening. And why would we make ourselves worse? Like, that's asinine. Kind of rooting for the Flames and playoffs because of Johnny Hockey being a South Jersey kid. Hey, man, he taught me to skate. Uh, but at the same time, would like for the Stanley Cup in the USA for the 25th straight year. Yeah, I do love uh, I do love U.S. teams winning the Cup every year. Um, 
I like the Flames. They're fun as hell to watch. And, yeah, Goudreau is just absolutely freaking insane. Um, I just uh, – their window is a little more opened. You know, Giordano's getting kind of up there, but I, they're a younger team. Um, I want the Sharks to get one. I just want to see the Sharks get one. And I, I think them in Tampa in the final will just be amazing hockey. Was trading Folan and Dale Weiss for AHLers worth the one mil in cap relief next season? Uh, it's like two something in cap relief, but right, I don't think they retained anything. Last I checked, they didn't retain anything on uh, on Weiss. But who cares? You move two guys who suck. Like they don't serve a purpose. Why would you want them here? Folan was a uh, Folan was only on a one year deal, and Dale Weiss isn't like isn't the 14th best forward for this team like they're two guys who who suck I, why wouldn't you trade yeah oh because schlemko is signed for next year so it, yeah but you still have the savings and you can bury schlemko in the minors or trade him for a sixth round pick in 2024 or whatever i think i'm the only one who doesn't hate corbin knight i don't think he's that bad I don't think he's that bad. I just don't care to I, – I, I just have – I have – I don't care about Corbin Knight. I don't want to see Corbin Knight or Phil Veroni or the uh, – they do nothing for me. Trade Coots. Value is high. He's made of glass. That's just an uneducated statement. Uh, let's see here. Sean Couturier. Yeah. What's he missed? Like two or two game, a couple of games this year. Uh, played all 82 games last year. Uh, scored a hat trick with a torn MCL. Uh, yeah, missed some games the previous two years and before that. Let's see, 82, 82, 46 of 48, uh, 77 of 82. Like, yeah, he he doesn't get hurt all that often. He's really good. That's a stupid statement. Who out of the young kids from the Phantoms should keep a close eye on if they get a call up? I get huge appeal to Travis Sanheim. This, I mean, I, no one else is getting called up this year um, unless there's an injury or something. Like, I think Bailey came up tonight because of uh, who was even out sick. I don't remember. But um, let me think here. I mean, Albay Q Bell is going to be in line for a shot next year. Vorobiev will get a shot next year. Uh, Rubstav will get a shot in camp, even though you know he's been he's been hurt for a lot of this season. Um, I guess Ratcliffe will get a look in camp. Morgan Frost, but those guys, you know, are probably going to start next year with the Phantoms at least. Uh, Wade Allison's a guy to keep an eye on out of the NCAA. Fly Purbly in the house. What's up, Craig? Yeah, Craig is robbing you. I don't, there's just like some running around and craziness. I had the door locked, so hopefully it's freaking Ava. Uh, I don't know, man. I hope I'm not getting robbed. Hey, Bill, how about a Misha V call up? Did he blow his opportunities? How long do you keep Knight and Veroni in the lineup? Knight and Veroni are just hot. Are just, they're just placeholders. Um, I think Misha gets a look in camp, and hopefully he really improves his game because, my God, did he underwhelm uh, when he was up here, those he, he looked real good those first two nights um, of the season. And after that, he looked like just a guy. Um, you know, anyone who isn't a first-round pick, the odds are against them making a difference in the NHL. Uh, like Oscar Lindblom being a fifth-round pick and potentially being a good second-liner or a really good third-liner is um, is awesome. That's a great find by Hextall. Um, 
finding a, a dude in the Swedish league with all the tools but needs to work on his skating, and you just take the chance that he does improve his skating. Um, you know, with a fifth-round pick, what else are you going to find? But a guy like uh, a guy like Misha, I, I hope he makes it, man. I want I want all homegrown bottom sixers and that kind of thing. That would be great. Um, a, a good, cheap, homegrown fourth line, awesome. But I, he really underwhelmed this year. Hopefully he, hopefully he shows a lot more next year. Can we get the coach from Letterkenny to coach this team next year? Fucking embarrassing. Oh, my God, I love that show. Can they just retire John LeClaire's number? I hate seeing Corbin Knight wearing number 10. Yeah, like when it's Braden Shen, it's like at least he's scoring goals. You know, at least you can... All right, he was uh, like a big prospect when they acquired him, and he had some 25-goal seasons. But like Corbin Knight wearing 10, uh, they only retire numbers if you win a championship or go to the Hall of Fame. Um, LeClaire's just, it doesn't look like he's getting in the Hall of Fame. I think he has a case, but I think he's just on the outside looking in. I think it's, um, a lot of people look at him as a product of Eric Lindros. I think his prime wasn't long enough. Let's, like... John Claire. He won a cup with Montreal. Uh, comes to Philly, 94-95. His first, yeah, so that's the, all right. His first full year. He really, LeClaire has five amazing years. Uh, 51 goals, 50 goals, 51 goals, 43 goals, 40 goals. Uh, 77 to 97 point seasons every year. Uh, but then really the injuries and everything, not having Eric, 95-96 to 99-2000, he's absolutely incredible. Um, and that first year in Philly, uh, the 25 goals in 37 games, that, that was great too. Uh, but then 2000-2001, seven goals. Uh, in, he's hurt most of the year, plays 16 games. Uh, 2001-02, 25 goals. He's a, now he's, you know, a 25 goal guy the next year, 18 goals in 35 games, which is a hell of a number, but only played 35 games. Oh, three of four, his last year plays 75 scores, 23, not a terrible number. Uh, but then after the lockout, uh, you know, he's with Pittsburgh, uh, 22 goals in 73 games, not terrible. Uh, two goals in 21 games in 06, 07. And that's it for his career. Uh, yeah, I just don't think he had a long enough prime. He wasn't dominant long enough. He has the three fifty goal seasons, uh, two more forty goal seasons, but that's that's it. You know, I love Leclerc. I You won't. I just I think that's the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame. And if he's not in the Hall of Fame, his number doesn't get retired. Chances we buy out Amac this offseason, I think they're pretty high. I think we've seen all we need to see out of Andrew McDonald. He's not playing. Uh, he plays tonight because Phil Myers is uh, is sick, and they said um, uh, Samuel Moran was unavailable, whether it be because of uh, the flu that's going around or something else. I didn't catch it, but he was unavailable. Um, he He's getting scratched, and they're not going to just have a guy sitting around making $5 bucks to get scratched. Uh, I'd be really surprised if um, – if we, if whether it's bought out or traded, retaining half his salary, or they bury him in the minors, I will be very surprised if we're seeing Andrew McDonald uh, with the big club next year. Tampa Winnipeg is my fa- finals prediction from Trevor. Uh, I'm sure someone had that in our uh, ice sport predictions earlier this year, but I'm sticking with San Jose Tampa. Scroll down, get a couple more. Leclerc got held back in Montreal big time. Won't disagree there. Won't disagree there. Um, 
you know, it's a great team. They win a cup. Um, did he win two? I think he only won the one there, right? I can check this really quickly. Uh, where are your playoff numbers, Johnny? Yeah, just the one in 92, 93. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I won't I, – yeah, but he had the back injuries, as Phillip points out, and Jesus Christ, if you have no back, what can you do out there? Konechny is a bum. Wow, some real winners in here tonight. What do you think the Flyers should end up doing with their defense, like shipping players out or pairing with people in the Phantoms? I mean, there's really uh, – I'm uh, blanking. Uh, Mark Friedman down with the Phantoms. I guess he'll get a look in, in the uh, – I guess he'll get a look. But I, I really like five of the six guys that they have. Uh, Provorov, Ghost, Sanheim, Myers, and Gudis, I think, are all guys that should be here. Uh, if they want to add one more – that's great. Hopefully, it's the guy who can play in your top four. But I, I like five of the six guys they have. They're good players. I'm going to miss the post games once the season is over, Bill. Thanks for everything this year. I'm sure we'll be doing some sort of like AMA things during the summer and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I love doing these. I love hanging out with everybody. It's always a good. It's always a good time. Um, I this is my therapy. Talking to all of you. It's it's how I deal with everything. Amazing, you get paid to analyze this team, isn't it, Ryan? Isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's amazing you're so jealous of a guy who's in a recording tent in his basement under a stairwell. That's amazing to me. People who think TK sucks probably love watching AMAC's veteran presence every night. They probably just, like, don't like goals or something. I don't know. There's no, there's no pleasing everybody. Some people are just dumb. All right, guys, and I think that's where we'll wrap it up tonight. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for uh, joining me live. If you listened on the podcast stream, that's great because that's how we make our money. And uh, if you want to help us do that, it's free to you. All you have to do, hit that subscribe button, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places where there are podcasts. Just search Broad Street Hockey. Hit subscribe. It's the simplest thing in the world. You know how to subscribe to a podcast. So do it. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I will be back with you whenever the hell the next game is. It is amazing I get paid when I have no freaking idea when the next game is. Let's uh, let's give that a look. I'm going to guess Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday at the Blackhawks. There we go. Uh, so I'll be here for that one as always. And we'll be live tomorrow, um, Wednesday, if you're listening whenever. Wednesday at 545. We'll be live right here on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook page with a brand new BSH Radio. Really interesting lineup for you tomorrow. It's going to be me and Kelly, and we're going to be joined by the Fly Purbly guys. It's going to be Stephen Craig filling in for uh, Charlie, who is in Chicago, and Steph, who uh, has a doctor's appointment. I Or is she sick or... Uh, something's up with Missy. I don't remember. I'm not, I just don't remember. Uh, but yeah, we have an interesting lineup for you tomorrow. We got the, uh, fly purbly guys. I often in my head refer to fly purbly as N- the NXT of broad street hockey. So we got some NXT guys, uh, coming up tomorrow. We got some call-ups, so it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully you join us or listen on the podcast feed. Like I told you, subscribe. Hey, all right. Uh, that's all the time I have for you tonight. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody.